0: All right, good morning, Rock Church. Just so you know, I am not Pastor Miles. Much more handsome than... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I did just get back off vacation, so I got a little sun. So I know I'm not quite as dark as him, but I'm... My name's Dave, and it's so good to see you. I'm your friend. Just say, Dave's my friend. All right, that's good. Man, isn't it awesome to be a part of a church like The Rock? How many love your church? Let's say my... Um... Our family just got in Friday off vacation. We were spending a couple of days here in, in San Diego and, and uh, just enjoying the city, a beautiful city, and, and going doing different things. And, and yesterday uh, we were on a Segway tour, me and my little boy. He's 11. We took a Segway tour. And uh, we were talking to the guy who owns the little Segway company and, and uh, where their offices were. And, and we got talking and said, what are you here for? And I said, I'm going to be at the Rock Church on Sunday. Have you heard of it? He said, oh, yeah. I've heard of it, he said, actually, the management company that runs our new management company took over our building. They, the guy goes to The Rock and a bunch of the people working here now go to the church, throughout. they're just, man, what great people. That's so much better with them being the managers here. I, mean, I was like, wow, that's awesome. We were at a restaurant last night and I mentioned The, uh, the Rock and, and uh, the, the waitress was like, oh, I've been there one time. That's such a great church. And everywhere we went, finally last night we were saying our prayers before bed. My son goes, dad? Does everyone in this town like that church, The Rock? I said, it sounds like it, doesn't it? How many glad, I mean, look at what, what we were able to do and help at that school. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that The Rock is doing. That's the kind of difference that your generosity is, is making. And it's just it's just awesome. So, uh, I mean, I love it. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it and uh, be a part of what God's doing. And then Tuesday morning, by the way, how many business owners, any business owners here? Any business owners here? Okay, quite a bit quite a few business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, uh, people like that. Uh, On this Tuesday morning, uh, we're starting a business breakfast. uh, You can see there for business leaders. It's going to be quarterly, and it's going to be happening this September the 19th. That's this Tuesday, and I'm going to be there speaking. And I got some great things. I think they're going to challenge you. Pastor Miles will be there. It's going to be an awesome morning. And there are just a couple of uh, tickets left, only like uh, just a few tickets left. If you haven't got your tickets to join us, it's right here, Uh, on campus, and we'd love to have you join 7 a.m. If you're a business owner uh, uh, or in business and just want to develop and be a greater influence with your your calling, whatever it is you're called to do, make sure you get online and sign up for one of those, Uh, even if you're one of the other campuses, San Marcos, San Ysidro, uh, 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 City Heights... Point Loma, where, I can't find that one, I never, no, I'm kidding. Uh, East County, all you guys, it's going to be an awesome, awesome morning. Hey, let me get into uh, something I wanted to share with you. I was, I was just looking over the last couple of uh, weeks, or actually last few weeks, of some of the different things that have happened in our, um, in our country, weather-wise. I mean, you think about the, the hurricane that, that hit Hurricane Harvey, and then we're from Florida, and people are calling, are you okay? We were on an Alaska cruise, so we were fine. Our house got a little bit, of, a little minor damage, but nothing, nothing major like so many people that were impacted uh, by those storms. And, and I looked and I, I watched as people just rose up in generosity and, uh, and, and we were able to help so many people. We, we, our ministry, we gave over $100,000 to, uh, to help the hurricane victims there. And then through our corporate giving here at The Rock, how about this, over $300,000 given to help. That's amazing. It's amazing. And you know, it's funny because you hear all these people say, well, you know, they don't like talk about giving at church. I'm like, well, they must be talking about the wrong church. I mean, how many, how many like giving? How many like giving? Yeah, it's, it's, I started noticing that when this hurricane happened, all these people that, that people thought were against giving just stepped up and were giving like crazy to help. And I mean, there's so many churches that have given so many millions and millions of dollars to help those in need. And so I was, I was just looking for some scripture kind of uh, about that. And, uh, and, and here's the scripture that I found. And I kind of broke this down. And I think it's just great with what all has been happening the last, you know, like I said few weeks and people, generosity and their giving. And I found there was really three Cs. Most, like I said, just about everybody in here lifted your hand, you like giving. I'm gonna break this down for you real easy with generosity, because how many like to be more generous than you are right now? Yeah, most of us wanna do even more than we, than we do right now. That's our heart to give. And I like to make things pretty simple. Uh, uh, so here, here it is. I'm gonna give you the three Cs of generosity. Now, this isn't for everybody. This is only for people who like to be generous. You're the only ones that should really listen. But, uh, and and here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down these three things. So if you got your pen uh, or your paper, write that down. If you grab your phone, something like that. But these are just a couple simple things. But if you write them down, it'll help you to remember them. But it's something that you can put to practice. And and as I thought about what our church has done here at The Rock, I, I was looking at this scripture in 2 Corinthians and I thought it really described what we've done uh, just in the past few weeks through our generosity here at, at, at church. And it's 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse, num- well, we'll just start with verse number 1. Now, this is Paul describing to the, uh, the, the church of Macedonia. He's describing these people and how their heart is to give. And I found these same three things right here in, in that was the church of Macedonia. This is the church of San Diego in something. Um, this is our church at The Rock. And I found the same thing happening. Here's what it says. This verse number one. Now, brothers and sisters, we want to tell you about the grace of God, which has been evident in the, at The Rock Church. The Church of Macedonia, awakening them a longing to contribute for doing an, or, an ordeal of severe stress, distress. How many know that uh, this past few weeks has been some de- severe distress for a lot of people, losing their homes and, and family members? I mean, just it's been amazing what, what the, the, the devastation that, that's happened. But during this ordeal of severe distress, and some of us, how many have ever had some severe distress yourself? Yeah, most of us have. It says, it, 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 their abundant joy and their depth poverty together overflowed into a wealth of lavish generosity. Say lavish generosity. I love that. That just sounds kind of cool. For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave voluntarily, begging us insistently for the privilege of participating in the service, for the support of the saints in Houston and Miami and Florida and in Jerusalem. Not only did they give materially as we had hoped, but first they gave themselves to the Lord and to, his, and to us as his representatives by the will of God, disregarding their personal interests and gave as much as they possibly could. Could. And I was thinking, you know, all the people that not only have given financially, but have loaded up in trucks and, and, and drove and went and flew and got to Houston to help and are helping rebuild and just helped the church in Alabama. They were sending 40 people down to help and connected them with some people down there. And I just saw all this generosity of people's hearts, of their time, of their treasure, of their talents being used to help other people and that's what we do all the time we watch that video and we went and helped other people even right here in our city and it's through a heart of generosity through people who gave their time and went and painted other people who gave their finances so that the paint could be bought all of us together made a huge difference and just as we see in in these early christians in macedonia uh, giving should move us personally and it should move us corporately. And so, so today I want to look at these three C's uh, of generosity. Here, here they are. Giving, giving should cause us to, number one, celebrate. Giving should be an action that is compelling. And giving should demonstrate our commitment. Three things. Number one, let's talk about celebration just for a minute. Uh, I, I like, I like celebrations. How many like Celebrations. Yeah, birthday celebrations. I mean, anytime we can have a party, that's always fun. Verse number two, it says in the Amplified, that for on an ordeal of severe distress, their abundant joy and their depth of poverty overflowed into a wealth of lavish generosity. Number one, first thing I saw there is, is in this celebration, they gave joyfully. They were happy about giving. And that reminds me of the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter nine, God loves a cheerful giver, God God loves a cheerful giver. Now, how many have ever given when you weren't happy? Yeah, he also loves uncheerful givers. He loves everybody, that's not what I'm, but but it says he loves a, a cheerful giver. It goes on to say this, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, we all want grace abounding to us, that having all sufficiency in everything, that you would have an abundance for every good deed, or you'd have the abundance to give to every good work. What he's saying is God wants to bless you to the point that every time you have an opportunity to help somebody, like we gave a lot to help Harvey, and then all of a sudden here comes Irma, I'm like, oh, what are we gonna do? But God gave us the ability to also be able to help there as well, that every chance we had an opportunity to give, we would have we'd be able to give. How many like to be able to have that? Ever have the sufficiency that every chance you get to give? You get to give. I was in New York City uh, for Christmas. A couple, uh, I think it was last year, and uh, in New York City, you know, you, at, at Christmas time anywhere, they've got the Salvation Army, right? They got the red buckets and they're ringing the bells. You've all seen the red buckets. There you go. And uh, and yeah, you know, you run into Walmart to grab something. They're ringing the bell, and so you drop something in, and then you got to run to the mall. And on the way in the mall, there's someone else ringing the bell. And what what do most people say? I already gave. I already gave gave over there Walmart. And you just you just just go on in. But if you if you you really look at this, he said he wants us to give to every good work. So I'm in New York City now. In New York City at Christmas time, there's a red bucket. Literally every five steps, <laughs> every corner, everywhere you go, they're ringing that bell. And I remember the scripture that God would give me the ability to give to every good work. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try this. Every bucket I see, I'm just going to put something in it just for practice. I want to be practice being generous. And so there's a ring the bell, I put some in, walk a little further and ring the bell. And put. Some. I mean, every opportunity I get, I'm putting something in pretty soon. I'm like, I got to go to my room. This is too much too many buckets here, but uh, but I, I think that's what God wants us to do, to give to every... People aren't against giving. I love it uh, 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 now we're uh, changing up and passing the the buckets past I love that it's like a celebration like 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 pastor Marcus says continuing in our worship because that's what giving is it's showing God that we worship him we're we're thankful for him we're not we're not making you give it's just an opportunity it's it should be a celebration we should get excited about another opportunity to give like when when pastor Marcus whoever comes up and says hey we're going to honor God with our, our tithe and offering we should just start let, we should just start cheering. I think that should be like a celebration, right? Let's just practice. Uh, hey, it's time to give today. We're gonna give God our tithe and offering. Like, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be awesome if, if everybody got so excited about giving that they, it just became joyful and a celebration. So let's practice one more time. We're gonna, we're gonna honor God today with our tithe and offering. Yeah, now look, Pastor Marcus, will be, uh, or Pastor, Pastor Miles will be back next Sunday. Let's freak them out we do that, right? It's, like, it's time to give. Everyone's like, wow, that's awesome. It's, it's, it's something that we're joyful about, that every time we have an opportunity to give. And, and passing the, the buckets is just a, it's just a way to celebrate it right here in the middle of our worship and, and time together. And we're not, you know, forcing anybody. It's not like I went to Catholic church with my grandma. It's their, their buckets. They don't just pass them by. They got like um, telescope extensions. Like Like they can like... <laughs> Like seriously, they had those extensions, they could go down the aisle like <clears throat> <laughs> Like okay, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. We don't have any of those, we just got some containers. But here, here's the thing, give joyfully. Here's what I found in that scripture, the grace of God is directly connected with our giving. And when we fail to see grace, uh, giving as a grace, what happens is it becomes a burden instead of a blessing. It's not a burden to give, it's a blessing to give. And when you understand the grace in it, we have to understand, uh, we, we, a lot of times we understand grace living, but we don't understand grace giving. The second thing I saw in this, in this celebration is they gave willingly. They gave willingly. It's like when the bucket comes by, we don't have to give in it. We get to. And I know a lot of people give online and stuff nowadays, so it's a, it, it's a little bit different. But it's like coming to church. We don't have to come to church today. We get to come to church today. We don't have to serve in a ministry. We get to serve in a ministry. We don't have to give in the offering. We get to give in the offering. It's something that's a willing heart. We get to be a part of this. We don't have to to be a part of it. We get to be a part of what God's doing through the rock. And so when you look at that, the believers there in Macedonia, it said they gave of their own accord. They weren't forced into giving. They didn't even wait to be asked. They just saw a need and they willingly responded, said, hey, we wanna help. They weren't drafted, they, they enlisted. They weren't forced, they didn't make excuses, like I don't really, no, they, they, were, they were willing. Another thing you see in verse four there is they were eager, so they were eager to give. If you read the, the full account, you'll see that it was the people not even the pastor that was begging for the support of the saints, uh, to support the saints. They were eager to give because to them it was a privilege. It's a privilege to give. Perhaps they remembered uh, what, what the Lord said. What did He say? It's more blessed to give than to receive. They, they, they must have remembered that scripture. How many believe the Bible? Yeah. It's more blessed to give. Now, how many like receiving? nothing wrong with that. But someone asked me today, I said, Dave, you still into that giving and receiving stuff? I said, well, which one are you against? I didn't know <laughs> if they were against the giving part or the receiving part. I like both of them. They kind of go together. It's kind of like breathing in and breathing out. The Bible says when you give, you receive. receive. When you sow, you receive. yeah, it, it, they kind of go together, but it, it's more blessed to give. And when you give, God gives it back to you. But so these people were eager to give. They couldn't wait. They were begging for the opportunity. I, I used to pastor a church in, uh, in Orlando, Florida. And uh, I, I remember one, one service, I'd forgotten to take the offering. I forgot to receive the offering. And they got to the end of the service and I was wrapping up the service. And one guy stood up, he goes, hey, pastor, you forgot the offering. He's all He was eager. He was excited. He didn't want me to miss it. And then like half the other church was like, they thought they were out of it. But some people are eager. They can't wait for the opportunity to be generous. And so when you, when you see that, you, you look for opportunities. That you see uh, that they were joyful in the celebration. They were willing. They were eager. I mean, I, I love I loved to give. I, want, I had a goal. Uh, if you were here, uh, last time I was here, we did a, a Monday night seminar. And I shared a little bit about my giving journey. And I remember one day I had a goal. I wanted to give. $100,000 in the offering. I wanted to be able to give and, and help other people. $100,000. I remember I wrote a check. I have a dream wall at my house where I got pictures of stuff I want in my future. And so I wrote a check to my church for $100,000. And I put it up. One day, I'm going to give $100,000. And I, I, I wrote void on the check in case, <laughs> <laughs> in case my pastor came over before I was ready or something. You, know, I didn't, I know. you probably heard about the, the two guys got stranded on the deserted island, I think I told this that night, and, and, uh, and, and one of them uh, one of them was just freaking out. He's like, we got to get help, man. We got we to gotta build a, a fire, make SOS signals. We got to get some palm branches. We got to do something. They're never going to find us. The other guy said, we'll be fine. He went and sat under a palm tree. He said, we're on a deserted island, man. We got to get help. Help me get some palm branches. We got to make SOS something in the sand. They'll never find us here. He goes, trust me, we're going to be fine. And the guy said, why are you not worried? The guy said, because I'm a tither. He said, Trust me, my pastor will find us. <laughs> These people were eager to give. So, in all this willingness and eagerness and joyfulness, it became a celebration. Every time we have an opportunity to be generous, it should be a celebration. Let's practice it one more time. Hey, we're going to receive our tithe and offering today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so number one is a celebration, second C. The second C is in giving is it should be compelling. It should be compelling. It should be a compelling force in our life. In giving, we grow. By giving, we become a part of something together that is much bigger than we could ever do by ourselves. It's, it's a remarkable irony about giving is this: You only actually keep what you give. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, if you, if you think about it, you can only keep what you give at the end of your life when it's all over what will what what's really going to last the love that you gave the influence that you had the kingdom work that was done by your giving, that's what remains. What you gave away is what really remains. How much you stored up, your boat, your house, all that you can't take with you. When you get to heaven, he said, whatever you invest in the kingdom, that's what's gonna multiply. That's what's gonna be there. I mean, whatever I go put in in Bank of America, I mean, that could, the uh, inflation or, or the market could crash or someone could rob the bank and steal what I put in there. I mean, but what I put in the Bank of Heaven said nothing can steal. That's where my harvest, that's where my future is. I did a teaching on God's laws of banking and investment. When you really understand how all those principles work, it's really an incredible thing that what we give away is really what's going to last. It's what's going to make an eternal impact. Talking about the, the bank, I was at the bank the other day and, and my wife and I were in line there at the bank and noticed the guy in front of us actually was robbing the bank. The guy, the guy right in front of us said, had the teller, his mask had slipped off or something. He asked the teller, he said, did you, did you see my face? The teller said, I did. And he, he shot the teller. He turned around and looked at me and my wife. He said, did either one of you see my face? And I said, I, I didn't. <laughs> so my wife's not here today. Uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I said, okay, so, so they, they, it's compelling. So let's look, let's look at this. So our giving compels us to be bigger than ourselves. I mean, think about none of us in here maybe could have gave, I mean, some of us may have could have, but given $300,000 to help the hurricane relief. But all of us together compelled to do something, whether it was $5 or $5,000, all of us together was able to do over $300,000 to make a difference. So all of us together made a huge difference. And what happened is our giving became supernatural. Here's a couple of other things you see in this compelling part. In verse number three, that scripture said they gave beyond their ability. How do you give beyond your ability? They gave beyond their ability because their giving was empowered and enlarged by God. The, the, the fact is you don't have to possess large sums of money to be a, a large giver. God's spirit makes it possible to, for you to give beyond your ability. Remember I told you one day I wanted to give $100,000. I started with where I was and I started working up one day. That that was beyond my ability. But God, by starting where I was, God made it possible for finally, it was several years before we were able to give our first $100,000. But I started with where I was and God made it possible for me to give beyond my ability. I started with $500. I'll never forget when I began this real journey to to be generous. Our church was receiving a special offering for something, and I was so excited. And and, uh, and then the pastor goes, I believe there's several people here who can give $500. He said that. And I remember sitting on the second row right over there thinking, $500. I hope God speaks to them. (laughs) I didn't want to be one. just whoever they were. Uh, All of a sudden, I felt like God said, you're one of them. Give $500. I said, oh, shoot. I started to reach for my wallet. About the time I did, the guy next to me said, I'm one of them. I said, whew, I guess I overheard God talking to him. (laughs) I Put my wallet back in my pocket. You know, my wife said, is God telling you anything? Shoot. But, but I, I began my, my journey. And starting with that, God multiplied that. When I gave, I received. And it was long. I was able to give $1,000. And I gave. And I received. And I was able to give $2,500. And I gave. And it was, it was a journey. But God supernaturally, my giving was supernaturally empowered by God. Here's what I, here's what I learned. There was a little uh, uh, billboard, Valentine's Day a few years ago. And it had a big diamond ring on it. And it said, raise the standard of your giving. For Valentine's Day. And, and I felt like the, uh, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. Here's what he said. He goes, if you raise the standard of your giving, you'll raise the standard of your living. If you raise the standard of your giving, so every time you give at another level, God raises you to another level. Now you're able to be an even greater blessing the next time. About everyone in here lifted your hand. How many like to be able to give more than you give right now? yeah and so this is this is one of the ways that we do that through generosity through giving away it comes back here 's another thing I learned there in verse number five about compelling It, it says that uh, Paul wrote that they gave not as we had expected, so they gave unexpectedly. Paul implies his own reluctance to kind of talk to them. He knew about their, their depth of poverty, he knew some of the things that they were facing and it made him hard for him to really talk about giving to them, but all of a sudden their eagerness and willingness and celebration and, and joyfulness they gave and he said, wow, I, I, that was beyond what I expected. I didn't expect you guys to give that much, and I, I could you imagine all the time, Pastor? Like, wow, I didn't expect you guys to give that much to hurricane relief. I didn't expect you to give that much to All In. I didn't expect you to give that much to Pervasive Hope. I didn't expect that's just as you guys are so generous. It's beyond what I expected. Here's what here's what you, you see. Grace giving always has an element of the unexpected. Because God's supernatural comes on our natural, and it, and it causes the unexpected. There's always those unexpected things that happen in, in our life. <laughs> Some unexpected remind me of this guy who went to, got tickets to the Super Bowl. The company had given him tickets, so he, he, he went to the Super Bowl and he found his seats. and as he climbed up to his seats, he finally got to his seats, and they were pretty high up. Actually, they, they, they were pretty high. They, they, actually, he was closer to the blimp than he was to the), the um, <laughs> the field there. But there he was, he was at the game. And, and, and halfway through the, the first quarter, he noticed the whole first quarter, there was an empty seat, about the 50-yard line, about 10 rows up, just an empty seat. Sitting there, he goes, I can't believe that. Someone didn't show up, had tickets and didn't show up to the Super Bowl. He thought, I wonder if I could get down there. Maybe I could sit in that seat. I mean, no one's coming. So he, he made his way down after the first inning, or the first uh, quarter, got down there and got to the, that seat. He sat down and he, he asked the guy next to he goes, anybody sitting here? The guy said, no, nobody's. Nobody's sitting there. He said, I can't believe this. Tickets to the Super Bowl and someone didn't show up. I can't believe no one came for these seats. He goes, yeah. He goes, actually, it's my wife's seat. He said, oh. He said, yeah, my wife passed away. He said, we've been married 20 years. He said, and every year we've come to the Super Bowl together. This is the first year that she wasn't able to come. She, she passed away. He goes, that's horrible. He said, I'm so sorry. He said, but didn't you have any friends or, or family or someone like that that would have came with you to the game? He said, no. He said, they all went to the funeral. Wow. I told you, unexpected. See, that's what I'm talking about. Things, sometimes things are unexpected. So let me give you the last C. Let me give you the, the, <laughs> let me give you the last C. Um, what, what, what was the first C again? Celebration. Yeah, celebration, that's right. Hey, it's time to receive our tithing offering today. Yeah. it's a celebration. Number two, the second thing was it's compelling. Our heart is compelled to give. I mean, how could it not be? We were created in God's image, right? For God so loved the world that he... Yeah, God's a giver. He loved the world so much that he gave. He loved us. He was compelled to give. And he gave gave his what? What did he give? His, His son. Right, not just any son, though his... Only Think about that. Wasn't like he had three sons. He's like, hey, take the second one. That, that one we just had it up to here. No, he, he gave his only son. God was willing to give me his very best. He was willing to give you his very best. So we're, we're creating his image. We're compelled when we have opportunity to give our very best. And then the last thing is commitment. Commitment. Say commitment. We, we see a mindset that results in an, in an action. We love our church. We're committed to our church. So it's easy to give where your heart is, where your your, your treasure is or your heart is. It's easy to give to the things that you love. Like, like Valentine's. It's easy for me to give to my wife. Valentine's Day, I, I, I love my wife. It's easy to give to, to the things that you that you love. Guy went to the store. And uh, uh, the perfume store, he wanted to get something for his wife. So he, he walked in and there's all these beautiful perfumes. And he started describing, he goes, my wife, she's amazing. I mean, she's the best thing that's ever happening. My life has been changed because of her. I'm a better man because of her. She's so beautiful. I, she, just, she raises our children. So, I mean, she's a great mom. I want to get, what's the best thing you got? I want to give her the very best. What's the best thing you got in this store? And the lady said, oh, I got exactly what you want. And went back and got this beautiful, ornate bottle of perfume and said, here, this is the very best we've got. He goes, oh, that's beautiful. How much is it? She said, it's $400. He said, $400? He, he said, you got anything cheaper? The lady said, hold on just a second. She reached down and pulled out a mirror. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't want to be... I mean, think about that. We're giving to the one who gave us everything. He's changed our life. We are who we are today because of him. Uh, could I give a little something? A little No, give your very best. It's easy because you're committed. You see, in that commitment, they gave sacrificially. So they were poor, yet they were able to, to sacrifice. I was doing a study on generosity recently, and I was studying all the different states. I grew up in Mississippi. Mississippi is ranked usually number 49 or 50 when it comes to income and education. But uh, when you look at generosity, they're usually ranked about number four to six, four, five, or six when it comes to generosity. Now, some of the, the states that were number five and six in income and education ranked in the 40s when it came to generosity. So here you see, it wasn't that these people were rich. They just gave sacrificially out of what they had. They were willing to sacrifice. They gave personally. It says they gave of themselves first. So I urge you, not out of a sense of of duty, but out of a a desire to please the one who gave himself for you. uh, When we have opportunities to honor God. I mean, uh, in in this house and what God's doing through the rock, we have this opportunity. I mean... To give, to be a part, to make a difference. We want to jump on that. We want to celebrate the opportunity. We're compelled to be a part of it. And we're committed because we love our church. Here's what uh, uh, the scripture says. One of my favorite scriptures, Luke 638. I'll close with this. Give and it shall be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. I love that. Give and it will be given to you. There's that give and receive part. And I love this. It says a good measure. Now, how many, how many um, sometimes admit, you, sometimes you can be a little lazy and instead of taking the garbage out, you just press it down a little bit. <laughs> Anybody ever done that? Let me see your hand. You ever done that? Okay. Most of us have. And, and I thought about when the scripture says that God would give back to you good measure, press down. He presses it down. That makes a little more room, right? Now you can add some more stuff on there. And then it says shaken together. How many have ever taken the bag out and you shake it a little bit and now all of a sudden there's even more, more room and you can add a little more garbage in there. And he says, and then it'll be good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Will God pour blessing back to you? With the same measure you give, it'll be given Back to you. Let me close with these last three things I want you to remember. Look at at these three three gives. I call them the three gives to remember. Number one, give as it has been given to you. So it's not that we all will give the same amount, but when we have opportunities to be generous, we're generous to the level of our ability, to to whatever your sacrifice is. Paul reminds us that in, in Romans that God didn't spare his own son, but he gave him up for all of us. How will he not... Along with him, graciously give us all things that we're blessed. We are blessed really beyond measure just to live in America. And you, when you when you think about this, our, our response to others and giving others and blessing others. So give as it's been given unto you. Number two, give now. Give now. Don't hesitate. It's like it's like working out. Like I'm gonna start working out one of these days. I'm gonna start eating right Monday. Not to, not not on which Monday. Just And so start now. Does, it, does God want us to give to this ministry? Of course he does. I don't have to pray about that. To this work, of course he does. Give give now. And then lastly, give to the degree you want to be blessed. That's pretty simple. If we all believe the Bible, it says that God will bless you a little if you give a little. But it will open up the windows of heaven if you give with great abandon. With the same measure you give. So if I give with teaspoons... He says he gives it back to me in teaspoons. But if I give with five-gallon buckets, he gives it back to me in five-gallon buckets. With the same measure I give, that's how it comes back to me. How many want God to be generous with you and your life and your family and your business? Yeah, as you're generous with him, he says he will be generous with you. So I I challenge you uh, today to, to make willing, generous giving a habit in your life. Make it a celebration. Make it something that you're, it's something you're compelled to do. And then make it a, a commitment. You're committed because you believe in the cause of what God's doing. When you do this, I believe we'll see the vision of this house come to pass. We'll see more lives changed and, 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 and more families healed and restored and more schools uh, 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 blessed and built up and more people helped. Why? Because our commitment to follow the compellingness of our our heart and and to celebrate the opportunity to give. I mean, when you think about it, giving, can't think of any greater example of giving than, like I said earlier, God, God giving his only son. What a gift. He loved you so much. You know, if you're here today and you've never received that gift, we want to give you an opportunity to do that today. And celebrating compelling and, commitment, all that's a part of really what this is all about is seeing a life changed. How many got at least one thing that helped you today? At least one thing that kind of inspired you, encouraged you a little bit today? And here's what it's all about. Your generosity every day affects somebody's one day. How many, how many remember the one day when you walked in and gave your heart to God? Remember that day, it may have been here, may have been years earlier, but someone before you, their generosity paved the way. For the chair, maybe you're sitting in the, the kids' church that your kids went to, that your kids said, "Mom, you gotta come to this church. And, and all that happened because someone's every day, our generosity today affects somebody's one day. Someone will get saved right here because of what you did before today. All that's part of this whole thing. That's really what it's all about. It's not about us. It's about that person. So I wanna pray, just bow your heads just for a moment. We never wanna close without giving people an opportunity to make sure that their heart and their life is right with God. More important than anything and the greatest example of all was God loving you and willing to give his very best, his only son. If you've never received that gift before, I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. Maybe you, at some point in your past, you've asked Jesus into your life, but you say today, Dave, you know what? God's not first place in my life right now but I want him to be. If you're one of two people in this room today, either number one or you're watching online or one of our other campuses, you say, Dave, number one, I've never made a decision to put God first in my life. I've never received that gift that he gave his son, Jesus. Or at some point in the past I did, but today, Dave, you know, God's not first place in my life, but I want him to be. I want to just pray a prayer over your life. I'm gonna look across the building just one time before I pray that prayer. If you're here and you say, Dave, you know what? I've never made that decision before. I've never put God first place or I'm ready to do that again. I, I wanna put him back where he belongs in my life. I wanna just pray a prayer over your life. If that's you and God's dealing with your heart again, he won't condemn you, but he may convict you. If your head's bowed, if that's you, that God's speaking to you. Let me just see your hand real quick across this room, all across this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, it just, it just speak to your heart, you watching online or other campuses? Father, I thank you for those that lifted their hand. Lord, I thank you that you don't just give us a desire to change, but you give us the discipline to make the changes that we need to make. You don't condemn us, but you do convict us and you Show us areas of our life, things in our heart that may need to change. But you said it's as simple as this. If we'd be willing to give it to you, you'd remove it as far as the east is from the west. We can't even imagine. But you said it's as simple as believing in our heart and saying with our mouth that Jesus Christ is our Lord. I want everyone in this room, everyone watching, other campuses, just to say those words with me. Say, Jesus Christ is my Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or, uh, or maybe uh, you're one of those that are making a decision to give your heart back to God, to put him back first place in your life, I'm going to count to three. Just a moment when I count to three, I'm going to ask you to stand on your feet real quick. And as those people stand, I want us to put our hands together and thank God for the greatest gift of all, the gift of his son Jesus and the salvation that is given to us. Talk about generosity. All right, here we go. If that was you, you lifted your hand. We want to celebrate that today. All of our campuses. One, two, three. Put our hands together. If you would stand to your feet. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. As you're standing, as you're standing, we'll continue to celebrate. We want to ask you just to come on down. We want to continue to pray for you and celebrate you. So if you stood up today, just come on forward. Amen. Come on forward. We want to celebrate them the whole way down, guys. And we just want to. Pray for you and encourage you, give you next steps. If you stood up today, just come forward. Amen. Come on down. Come on down. Amen. That's encouraging. That's courageous to take that step. Amen. We ask you if you're new here, don't leave just yet. We're not done. Amen. 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 God bless you, brother. Yeah. God bless you. Come on forward. Come on forward. Come on. Stay right here. Stay right here. God bless you, How you doing? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Feel free to have a seat, guys, as we're closing up. This is just want to encourage you guys. This big step you made that God is watching right now. And you know what? He says this as far as the east is from the west that's a long way that he removes us from our sin. Man, that's so good to know. And he also says that you are a new creation and a child of God. So I just want to pray for you guys, encourage you guys. Everybody out there is going to pray for you as well. And we're going to usher you into a room right here just to give you next steps and some resources. But if I could just have the church put their hand forward, I would pray for these three brave people right here. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus. That you're such a good God, Lord. And that you gave the very best for all of us, your son, Lord. I just pray that they would never forget this moment, Lord. And that as new creations, Lord, they would live victorious lives for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Follow this nice man right here. We're just going to get you guys next steps. God bless you. Let's encourage them the whole way down, guys. Yes. Yes. The whole way through, yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We have our pastoral support team coming up. Thank the Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, as you're going on throughout your day, I guarantee you God is going to give you an opportunity today to be generous. He's going to give you a chance today for this message to pop up in your head and your mind as three C's to come forward. And I guarantee you throughout the week, An opportunity is going to come for you to be generous. And my prayer and my encouragement is during that time, you would not disregard this message. But that you would put it into action. And that you would make that decision to be generous and trust the Lord, because that's what He has called us to do. But like Dave said, guaranteed. Guaranteed God will honor that. And we don't give for the blessing, but God is so good. God is so good that when we do give, indeed, blessings do come. You know, as you're headed out today, I just want to share with you a couple reminders. Every Saturday we're here from 9 to 10 a.m. Praying, trusting the Lord. We encourage you to come. We also have our live classes, the first four Sundays of every month. It's free. You learn more about the church. Learn more about yourself. We really encourage you to go. If you finish up your classes, hey, get signed up. Start serving. If you haven't finished, finish them up. And if you haven't started, well get started. You'll be blessed. All kinds of things going on here at the church. We have the the men's retreat coming up around the corner. But everything's in your bulletin. Just pray that you guys would have a wonderful day today. And personally, I just want to say thank you to the Lord that the Aztecs kicked the tail of Stanford. Thank you, Jesus. About time. God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday.